You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Let's take our Bibles this morning and turn all the way back to the beginning, the book of Genesis. So many practical truths for life in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 25. This morning I want to bring to you a message that God has really been burning deeply within my heart. I've entitled the message, Sacrificing Your Future for the Pleasures of the Moment. Sacrificing your future for the pleasures of the moment. The Esau story. Genesis chapter 25 verse 1. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived. Be careful for what you ask for. And the children, she's having twins, and the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be strong, and the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, had red hair, all over like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob, heel grabber. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunting, very skillful hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. He was a homebody. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob, a divided home. And Jacob sod porridge, or cooked porridge. He he liked to cook in the kitchen. And Esau came from the field and was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint, I am dying of hunger. Therefore was his name called Edom, which simply means red. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point of death. Really? I'm about to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob for a bowl of stew. Think about it. 
He forfeited his future for the present fulfillment of his belly. Verse 34, Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage or stew of lentils. I love lentil soup. And he did eat and drank and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau, what's the next word? Despised. We'll come back to that. Despised his birthright. Sacrificed his future for the simple pleasures of the moment. Let's take our Bible now go to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. As the author of Hebrews references this Old Testament story. was familiar to his readers. So he gives a warning. Verse 16. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 16. If you're there give me an amen. amen. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person. We'll come back later to look at that word profane. As Esau, who for one morsel of meat, one bowl of stew, sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterwards, after he thought about what he had done and how foolish a decision he had made, afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. He actually wept over his decision to forfeit his future for just the pleasures of the moment. Heavenly Father, I pray you would bless this message this morning and burn it deeply in our hearts, especially in the hearts of our young people, our college and career age, who we sit and many times we see them make so many unwise decisions and completely sacrifice the future blessing for the pleasures of the moment. Many of us have learned these hard lessons in life and things could have been so different and we weep over past decisions that we have made. But what has been done has been done. Thank you for your forgiveness. But even in your forgiveness, it doesn't always wipe away the consequences of our decisions. So Lord, help us to take what your word says to heart today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I've spoken on this subject before, that we are living in what I would call the me and the now generation. It's all about me, and I want what I want, and I want it now. And in this culture in which we live, we can usually find a way to get what we want and to get it now. But let me say this to you. This is a very, very dangerous thing. When we desire something that God does not want for us, 
or he may not want it for us at the present moment, and yet we run ahead of the Lord and we demand to have it and to have it now, what happens is that we never stop and we never pause to think about how this decision is going to affect the future. I just want right now the, the present pleasures that this moment affords to me. Very, very dangerous, and yet many, or should I say most people, seem to have that mindset. It's like that's what our culture is today. We just don't take the time to think ahead and how our decisions today will affect our tomorrow. How many times have you heard me say, you will reap what you sow? The Bible doesn't say you may reap what you sow. You will reap what you sow. If you sow to the flesh, I want it, I want it now, I want those pleasures that are afforded to me, I don't want to wait for the future, I want them now. He that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. I did not say that. That is not my opinion. That is the law of God. It's called the law of the harvest. One of Satan's most destructive tactics is to get us to be so self-focused on the pleasures and the benefits of whatever he happens to be offering us at the time. That we're so concentrated on that that we don't think about the future consequences. You know, how much better it would be, especially for us as believers, just to submit to the Lord and to His desire for our lives, just to walk with the Lord and allow Him to provide what He knows is best for us in His time. Doesn't that sound like a better way to live your life than I want it and I want it now? David said, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. In his time and in his way, and with his blessing. Esau lost the blessing, and he wept over it. But it was too late, he couldn't get it back. The Bible says, wait on the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord. The Bible says, call upon the Lord. The Bible said, believe on the Lord. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Most people today, and most carnal Christians today, we have a few of them here in our church. are living for the moment. With no forethought for the future. And they are willing to pay whatever price in order to enjoy the pleasures of the moment and then forget about the consequences. It's tragic. You know why? Because I've now been around long enough, 36 years in the ministry, 
to see what happens when God's blessing is removed off of an individual's life because they wanted it and they wanted it now and they knew best for their own life. And I'm not listening to the preacher and I'm not listening to my parents and I'm not going to be under authority. I want out of here. I'm going to live my life my way and do it my way. I'm going to pursue my pleasures. And guess what? You can, and many have. And then it's up to the preacher to pick up the broken pieces of their lives. Sixty-three percent of Americans do not have enough savings to pay for a $500 emergency. That's not because they don't have the resources, it's because they have mismanaged their resources. You want to know why? Because they want it and they want it now. The average American spends $5,339 annually on eating out, on coffee, I, I can understand that one, <laughs> on alcohol, on unnecessary clothing and entertainment. The average American is carrying $6,741 in credit card debt. For those who are 24 to 35 years of age, will you lift up your hands? Lift up your hands. The average American in that age span is carrying $67,400 debt. 35 to 44, raise your hand. Those in that age bracket are carrying $133,100 in debt. 45 to 54, raise your hand. $134,600 in debt. 55 to 64, raise your hand. $108,300 in debt. 65 to 74, $66,000 in debt. You're almost back to where you were when you were 24. <laughs> this was staggering to me. 75 on up, raise your hand. Charlotte, go. 30, 35 to 64. $34,500 in debt. You know what that means? Most people will die in debt. Why? We want it. We want it now. And we're not going to wait for it. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, listen, 
Oh, I would love to see our young people have this mindset. Not the Esau mindset, but the Moses mindset. By faith, Moses, when he has come to you, when he came to years, he refused, when he was old enough to make his own decisions and to be on his own. When he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. With all the wealth of the empire at his disposal. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. How many of you have ever heard that verse? The pleasures of sin for a season. Raise your hand. When are we going to get that into our hearts? Seasons change, don't they? The pleasure of sin will only last a season. And then the next season comes. STDs. Epidemic in America. Sexually transmitted disease. These are infections that you receive from being immoral and having sex outside of marriage. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, STDs in the U.S. have reached an all-time high in 2018 with 2,295,739 cases. We want it. We want it now. We're not going to wait to marriage. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. <laughs> Yea, hath God said, Satan speaks into your ears. Sacrificing your future for the pleasures of the moment. Rebecca births two children, Esau and Jacob. Esau was my kind of guy. He was a woodsman. He loved to be outdoors. He was a very skillful hunter. Jacob, which is fine, people are different. Jacob was a very peaceful man and he preferred to stay at home with mom and cook in the kitchen. You've heard about those who are tied to their mother's apron strings. He just had a whole different mindset than his brother Esau. One day, Jacob is cooking in the kitchen. Obviously, he was a very good cook. Esau comes in from hunting, and Esau says, Jacob, I am absolutely famished. I am going to die. I remember telling my mom, Mom, I'm going to die of hunger if you don't give me something to eat right now. 
My mom said, most of the time when she saw me growing up, it was with my hind end sticking out of the refrigerator. <laughs> now, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Maybe the size I am now, you say, yeah, I was probably true. <laughs> but he said, Jacob, I'm, I'm famished. Jacob sees an opportunity to take advantage for, over his brother. He kind of knew how his brother was, very impulsive, how his brother would live for the moment. And I can just see Jacob taking this, this bowl of stew, lentil soup, with tomatoes in it, and waving it under the nose of Esau. And he says, I'll give you this bowl of stew if you'll sell me your birthright. You know, you need to understand the birthright. In the Hebrew family, it was a very, very precious and very valuable future possession. It gave the firstborn, which Esau was, it gave him headship, it gave him honor, it gave him authority over the family, as well as the double inheritance, double the property, double the wealth. It was a big deal. And Esau said, I'm just, I'm just so hungry. I will, listen, I will sell it all. I'll sell this position of headship. I'll sell my honor. I'll sell the authority that I will have in the future over this family. I'll sell the property. I'll sell the wealth. Just for a bowl of stew. Are you young people listening to me today? I think it's pretty hard to listen to the preacher when you never look up at him. You know why this preacher preaches the way he does? You know why I reference our young people so many times? Because I care about them. And I love them deeply. But Esau was willing to trade away his entire birthright for a bowl of red lentil soup. The Bible says he despised his birthright. To me, Esau's mindset really reflects the mindset of this present culture in which we live, which we're so influenced by. But it also, I believe, reflects the mindset of the carnal Christian. Who says, I don't care about the future. All I care about is the right now, right now, is the present. Forget about the consequences. I just want it now. Why in the world would we sacrifice our future for a bowl of stew? Let me ask you a question. Everyone, please look at me. What's in your bowl of stew? What's in the bowl that you're eating from that for you is so important that you would sacrifice the future blessing and prosperity of God, that you would despise your birthright that God has given you for whatever is in your bowl today?
disregarding the future, only focused on the present. You know, our God is so good that he's, he's given us ten commandments to live by. You want to know why? Because if we live by them, we're going to be blessed. So God says, the first four, put me first. Just put me first in your life and then don't ever lie, don't ever steal, don't ever be dishonest and cheat. Don't ever covet something that someone else has. Always honor your parents. And don't ever be sexually immoral. But what do we see today in our culture? Nothing about God first, it's me first. Stealing, lying, being dishonest, coveting what other people have, disobeying your parents, being immoral. That's just our culture. Yeah, you know what's happening? We're sacrificing all the blessings of God. For those temporal things. I wonder how many of you have ever stopped Christians, have ever stopped to think about the amazing birthright that God has given to us. Every one of us, by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, are, are children of God. How many of you are a child of God today? Would you raise your hand? Child of God, birthright, you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. What a birthright. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches, your birthright of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, your birthright. You would give up your birthright. You would give up your future. You would give up the blessings of God. You would give up his prosperity. You would despise all that God has given you and blessed you. Not only in this future, but in the, in the present, but in the future to come. You give it all up for your bowl of stew. But God, who is rich, the riches we have in Christ Jesus. You know why some, listen, you know why some of you are willing to give up your future? You're willing to despise your birthright? You have that Esau mindset? You want to know why? Because you don't even understand how rich you are in Jesus Christ. Anyone who's ever experienced the riches in Christ and the blessing of Christ is not going to give them up for a worldly bowl of stew. No matter how good it tastes. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. But preach, you don't understand. I don't even feel loved by the Lord. You want to know why? Because you're not loving him. He reciprocates it if you love him. But God who is rich 
in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, hath quickened us or made us alive together with Christ, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ, our birthright, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches, birthright of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Oh, how many of us here in this room listening to this preacher right now, you have despised. You're just like Esau. You have despised the riches that are in Christ Jesus. The birthright that God has reserved for you. When we demand immediate fulfillment of our fleshly desires, there will always be future negative consequences because of it. Always. Despise not your birthright. Romans 2 and verse 4 says, Despise thou the riches of his goodness. Yep. Think of David. And how he lusted over Bathsheba. Where he should not have been looking at what he should not look at gazing upon her, giving in to his lust, that, that present moment of pleasure. Bathsheba becomes pregnant. David commits murder. And the Bible says because of what he did, the sword never departed out of his house and the child born out of that illicit relationship died you, you don't believe that David didn't weep like Esau over the foolish bowl of stew he drank from that night Samson Giving a, given amazing supernatural strength by God. But because of his desire for Delilah, he foolishly told her where his power lay. And the Philistines rush in, they cut his hair, they overpower him, they bind him, they blind him. As I thought about this, I thought about Samson and who this man was and all that he was able to do for the Lord. But then he said, nope, I want some present pleasure. And he didn't think about the future. If he would have known that if he slept with Delilah, 
He would lose his power. He would lose his sight and eventually commit suicide. You, you, you answer me. Would he ever have slept with her that night? Yes or, yes or no? Of course not. Of course not. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine taking hot red pokers and burning out someone's eyes. You don't think that, that Samson didn't weep over his affair with Delilah? And our focus is on these temporal bowls of stew instead of the eternal birthright that God has given to us. I'm going to tell you, we are going to give in to Satan every time, and then comes the consequence pleasure for a season, but then the consequences hit. Can God forgive? Absolutely. Will God remove the consequences of our decisions? No. Satan will tell you, and he's telling some of you right now, right now he's telling you this. Don't listen to the preacher. He knows what I'm talking about. Don't listen to those Bible verses. Yeah, that was Esau. That was David. That was Saul. It's not going to be you. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. You can enjoy the present pleasures and even on into the future. I can't say it enough and I will never stop saying it as long as I have breath in this body of mine. You will reap what you sow in the future. You will, you will, you will, you will, you will. You know how many people have come to me over the years and have sat down in my office with me and said these exact words, Pastor, with tears in their eyes, Pastor, if we would only have listened. Esau could not reverse His decision. He lost his birthright. And he lost all the blessings that went along with that. Listen to this verse we read in Hebrews. Are you listening, church? Lest, it's a warning to us, lest there be any fornicator, he was sexually immoral. Lest there be any fornicator, or profane person. You know what the word profane means? I looked it up. It means a contempt for God and biblical truth. A contempt for God and biblical truth. What happens every time you... Please. What happens every time when you hear the word 
of God preached and you don't respond and you harden your heart, what are you? You're an Esau. You're a profane person. You are showing contempt for God who loves you enough to bring you his truth and you're showing the contempt for biblical truth itself. Lest there be any... Listen to the preacher. Lest there be any fornicator, sexually immoral young man or young woman, or a profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat, one bowl of stew, sold his birthright. For ye know, you know this story, how that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Here is a man absolutely broken over his decision, begging God to bless him. And God says, sorry, this is the consequence of the decision you made. Sin, sin cannot be committed without consequence. I'm going to say it again. Sin cannot be committed without consequence. Satan is telling you, oh, yes, it can. And I'm telling you, oh, no, it can't. Take your Bible, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 5. Verse 24. Several years ago during the boys' camping trip, I taught through the book of 1 Timothy. And I remember coming to this verse and challenging our young men with this verse. Maybe some of them here remember it. Are you there? Give me an amen. Why don't you see this verse? Some men's sins are open beforehand. Everyone can see their sins. They can see that God is judging their sins. You cannot commit sin without consequence. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment. Now listen to this. And some men's follow after. Whether it's here or whether it's there, there are consequences always for sin. When we fail to consider the future consequences and we simply act upon the temptations that Satan brings to us, we violate this verse, a prudent man foreseeth evil. A wise man sees, if I do that, whew, I know what's going to happen down here because of what God said. A prudent man foreseeth evil, he hideth himself, 
but the simple. You know what the word simple means? The ignorant. The simple pass on and are punished. You know, really, when we sin, we're just simply putting the desires of the flesh ahead of our obedience to God. Instead of rushing ahead and fulfilling our longings, let's consider God. Let's just wait on the Lord to bring it to pass if he so sees fit. So I ask you again as we close, what's in your bowl? Whatever is in your bowl, it won't satisfy. The eyes of men are never satisfied. But Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. What are you, listen. I promise you I'm almost done. What are you so hungry for? Some of you right now, seriously, I'd love to set you right up here. One of these days I'm going to do it. And just preach right at you. But what are you so hungry for that you have not considered the future consequences of eating from that bowl? Are you sacrificing your future blessing? Your birthright for a bowl of worldly stew? Let me just talk for a moment here about this opioid epidemic. Politicians talk about it all the time. The medical community doesn't know what to do about it. I'm here to tell you again this, even our legalization of pot. You know what that's all based upon? I want what I want and I want it now. I want pleasures now. Some of you here listening to me right now, you smoke pot, I know you do and you know you do. But why do you? Because you're living for the moment. Drugs, alcohol, well, they'll make you feel good for the present, but the results can be devastating. 70,200 people died of drug overdose last year in America. 
70,200. And so what do we do? We legalize pot. Which is the gateway drug. No one ever intends to be a drug addict. No one ever intends to be an alcoholic. How does that happen? Because they're playing an Esau. They're not thinking about the future. All they're thinking about is the present pleasure. 10,874 people were killed last year by drunk drivers. I didn't say drunk drivers, I said were killed by drunk drivers. Have you ever traded something for the future? For a moment of pleasure? I remember hearing a story just a few years ago. I think maybe I told this story in church of this Christian young man who decided he was going to go in to a prostitute. He went into the prostitute, got a motel, he went into the prostitute that night. When he woke up in the morning, Written on the mirror, she was gone, but written on the mirror was, Good morning, you have AIDS. You don't think that young man wept? Like Esau? The next time you have a strong desire to fulfill the passions of your flesh, would you just stop and think about the future? Are you sacrificing your future for just a present moment of pleasure? Psalm 107 verse 9 says, For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. I tell you, instead of lifting up your bowl to the world to be filled with their red pottage, why don't you lift up your bowl to Jesus? I was talking with a young man yesterday. We were sitting at the picnic table at my house and he said, You know, there's something I just recently learned. I said, what was that? He said, I've just recently learned that you can never be truly happy in life until you give your whole life to the Lord. What a valuable lesson. There's a song, it's, it's not in our hymnal, but maybe you know it. it 
It goes like this. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. The world may try to satisfy the longing in your soul. You may search the wide world or, but you'll be just as before. You'll never find true satisfaction until you find the Lord. For only Jesus can satisfy your soul. If you could have the fame and fortune and all the wealth you could obtain, yet you have not Christ within, your living would be in vain. There'll come a time when death shall call and riches cannot help you then. So come to Jesus, for only he can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can change your heart. It always comes down to the heart, doesn't it? Only he can change your heart and make you whole. He'll give you peace you never knew, sweet love and joy in heaven too. For only Jesus can satisfy your soul. I think the majority of us here today can say you're right, preacher. I figured that out. If you haven't figured that out, you better figure it out today. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.